This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We're going to be talking about having a grateful heart or a thankful heart. And you know, people think, well, I have a thankful heart. I thank God all the time. But there is a difference between just thanking Him daily and genuinely having that deep gratitude. Because a lot of times I think we take God's goodness for granted. And so today, Al, we're going to be talking about how exactly to have that genuine thankful heart. Uh, there is a difference. The Lord taught me this during, you know, just doing my daily life. Uh, you know, this past Thanksgiving, we we had an unusual Thanksgiving because yeah. actually everyone <laughs> was able to attend and people were coming that never came before. So it was an awesome time. We had about 15 people and, uh, and it was a lot of work ahead of time for me anyway. But even my son and grandkids, everybody showed up. So it was such a great day that we had a family photo taken of that day. Uh, but we had a ton of food. You know, I Al always tells me I cook too much, but we had a lot of food. And the day was absolutely perfect. So I kept thinking, you know, toward the end of the day, how good this day was going. And then the next day and the next day, I kept focusing on how good that day was. And, you know, the best part about the whole day is there were no politic talking. Nobody talked about politics. It was just a great day. We just kept that out. Well, we should have. We kept that out of the day. And we could have. And if we did, it would have been a little combative. So we just kept it out. And it was just a memorable day. And I was saying to the Lord, you know, I feel really super grateful for the Thanksgiving we just had. And why is it that I'm super grateful for this and yet other things that you do for us, I maybe take for granted and I'm not as serious about it or as grateful or truthful when I say thank you. And I said, what's the difference? And, you know, he answered me because, you know, God always, he can't sure. wait for you to ask a question. Sure. So, because he's got the answers. He said to me, Al, because you're focusing on something good. Yeah. That's major player, what right. you're thinking about. Right. I mean, how, this is such an easy answer, and it's our focus. And how could you not be grateful and thankful when you are focusing on the goodness of God and how good he is to you? you, you, you because you know why? We say a quick thank you, and we go off. But to meditate and think about something good that happened in your life, even a, a regular, normal Thanksgiving day, to keep that in the forefront of your mind will create this thankful heart. It can't not create it. Yeah, you know, you have to control what you think about. That's very important. Don't ever let your mind just run wild thinking about whatever's dropping in your head at the time. That's a... A bad, that's a formula for trouble because the devil's going to show up and try to find every possible bad. And, you know, if you think about your own life, say whatever, you could say it this way. I got five good things going on and five bad things going on, and they're both going to be going on. So you might as well think about the good things. <laughs> you know, I knew this woman and um, she was bitter and mean all the time. And 
If she, out of 10 things in her life, if nine of them were perfect, she would focus on the one thing that wasn't perfect, talk about it, on it, complaining, complaining, though everything else was going great. And it was like, do you, you can think about it all day long. It isn't going to change it. It's there it is. Unless you get up and change the situation, it's going to be there. Why are you thinking about it? Think about the good things in your life. And the Lord showed this to me. You know, we, we talked about, you know, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and what right. Christ has done. But you need to do the same thing. Take every one of your thoughts obedient to what the Bible says. That's not a good thought. That That's, that's you know, <clears throat> this morning, you know, one of my problems is that a lot of people have this when it comes to um, this whole situation. They, I heard a song. It was actually listening to a website that talked about how bad the rock and roll music was. And they played that song, Hotel California, from the Eagles to show you what it, it's actually about satanic things. It's what the wow. thing is about. So I was playing it to, to learn. And this morning I'm singing that song. Now you have to reject, you got to reject that kind of thinking. You, you got to practice being thankful. And when you're unthankful, get those thoughts out of your head. Right. And if you, well, I'll tell you what I usually do, just if that happens to you, I put on worship music. Absolutely. I'll well, go yeah, now, later, I'll go and put the ear, headphone on, at least one worship song and it's gone. Yes. But if nothing else, tell the song, tell the devil to take his song and get out of here. But um, Amen. You gotta focus on certain things that help keep you thankful. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know what else has happened over the years? Focus on the fact that Jesus could come back tomorrow. That's, That's important. That's good. That's good. How will you live today if you knew Jesus was coming back tomorrow? Wow. I would I would change the way I do business. And yeah, if he so. was coming back tomorrow or he's coming back today, I'm starting to get happy. I'm out of this crazy yes. place. Yes, that's awesome. When they took away that whole idea of the rapture at any moment, when they took those who don't believe in the rapture or believe it comes at the end, they've lost all that. Jesus could show up at any minute and I'm out of here, but I believe the rapture could show up at any minute. So that's just me personally. Okay. So, so we can go around saying thank you to the Lord yeah. all day long, but it becomes a habit rather than actually real and true. Right, you but know? you know it's a beginning. It is, it you, is. You start there. You say, well, you know what? I'm not really all that thankful. I'm not really all that happy about this, but I'm going to start thanking God. I'm going to thank God for what... There's been times in my life that was so bad that I had to go outside and start thanking God for a blade of grass because that was all that I had that was any good. And I was thanking God for concrete driveway. And for your wife. And for my wife, oh, yes. <laughs> but here's the point. When life gets that bad, you need to find something you can be thankful right. for. I have a house. I own it. Right. That's something I can be thankful for. Right. You know, find something in your life that you can be thankful for. Everyone has something Maybe somebody did something good for you. Right. Think about that. Either way, what's going to happen is going to happen. But you don't have to think about the bad. Just think about the good and go on about your life. You know what I think, Al? I think we take things for granted because we just assume that God is good and it's his job to make us happy. Right, right. You know, so we just float around waiting for the day that we become happy. You know, God gave you life, but he's expecting you to manage it. 
Right. Right. So we got to manage our thankfulness. Right. We have to do that. Right. But we have tools. The Bible has showed us how to be thankful. The things we're teaching you how to be thankful. We have tools and we need to use them. It's, right. you know, it's like a mechanic working on your car and he's trying to take everything off with his fingers. You have tools, use them. And mm-hmm. one of the tools is being thankful for, if necessary, a blade of grass. And again, we're, we're waiting for God to make us happy. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, well, how can I make him happy? Do you know when you thank him, you bring such joy to his heart, he gets that extra pleasure the Bible talks about when you're thanking him. He's like, you know, imagine your child coming up to you and saying, thanks, mom. That just kind of melts you. It really does. You know, those, those are healing words. Just like I'm sorry or I forgive you, the word thank you is a healing word, and it's beautiful. So rather than focusing on our lack, we should focus on what we do have and be thankful for what we do have. Right. You know? That's right. You know, anything good comes from God. God's Mm -hmm. always got good stuff coming to us. God doesn't uh, kill your kid, break your arm, or give you cancer to teach a lesson. God only brings good things in our life. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the things the devil's trying to steal more than anything else, and God showed this to me, is your joy. Because your joy is your strength. When you're joyful in God, you can be strong and plow ahead in the midst of terrible adversity Mm -hmm. because you have that inner joy. Your joy is your strength. So the devil's always trying to steal your joy. If he could steal your joy, your thankful heart, the rest, your destruction comes naturally. It will happen over time. All the devil has to do is get you talking right. You know what I mean? And what's an unthankful thing? Oh, he's a pain. He's a pain in my neck. That's not a thankful thing. And what happens to you years later? You get a pain in your neck. Amen. That's true. So go ahead. What's your words? No, you can actually even make a list of the things that you're thankful for if you can't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord had me do that years ago, too, make a list of it and went on and on and on and on because you could be thankful for everything. Right. But it's something that you practice. And so, you can go back and read that list absolutely. and be reminded. That's one of the things... I never kept a journal, and I should have, because there's so much in my life that God has done. And there's so much in your life that God has done. Even if you're watching this show and you're not a believer in Jesus, there's good things God has done in your life, because the Bible said it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. He's trying, his goodness on you is causing you, he's trying to cause you to get saved and born again. Right. Right. It's his goodness. It's not his, I'm going to break your arm. And here's another practical way to do it. You go around just saying, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you, I thank you, thank you, just thank you. I'm so grateful for you, Lord. I'm so thankful. The more you do it, the more the genuineness of it is. What you're doing is you're pulling that genuine thankfulness out of your spirit and bringing it up into your soul into your mind and it's coming out of your mouth and the more you do it the more real it becomes and then you come into agreement with that thankful spirit that you have already residing inside of you through jesus christ and when you're saying it it creates faith and it creates confidence yes and faith comes by hearing and thanksgiving comes by hearing also if you say positive words and you you're creating more faith and more confidence in you So that's another practical way. Now, another way to do this, and 
he already touched on it a little bit, is worship. Worship time. Once again, it's all about focusing on God. And when you you have a song and you're singing it and you think about the words and not wandering off somewhere else, you're going to become thankful. You know, there's one song that I've been listening to lately, and it's by Joseph Prince's New Creation Worship called Love's Sacrifice. And when that song comes on, Al, it's so vivid because if you follow those words, you're walking to the cross with Jesus. I mean, you are right there. And so as I listen to that over and over, his sacrifice becomes clearer and clearer to me, which automatically creates this thankful heart like I can't believe what you did for me. Spending worship time is so important. The worst thing you can do, almost the worst thing you can do, is listen to rock and roll music because most of it is really negative. Now, some of the oldies, way back oldies stuff isn't so bad, but the, the, oh, and the rap music. What are you listening to? This is, yeah. It seems like in the last 20 years, the music took a a turn just down into the sewer. And you're listening to it? How are you going to have a thankful heart when you're listening to these things? You know, when you listen to worship, it helps me a lot to listen to worship music. It, it just sort of clears your mind out of, like I was just talking about, get that song, get those songs out of your head. You know what I mean? And just start worshiping God. It's a help to having a thankful heart. And if you don't have a thankful heart, you will not correctly understand the scripture because it will all filter through this bitterness. Exactly. And so you won't understand, or someone who's actually giving you wisdom, you'll turn them off. Because that unthankful heart will cause that, like you're pushing it away. So worship is good. So you might say, you know, you had a great Thanksgiving. Yay, yay. But but maybe I had a terrible one. My mess is, my family said Yeah, mess. what if somebody says, yeah, great for you. You had a great one. Yeah. But I had a terrible one. Yeah, I was home all alone. Or nobody invited me or there was or it was terrible. I had and I know people that have said to me, well, I had this family member over in this one and they were awful what they did. Those kids were out of control. It was terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am financial problems. My health isn't good. What do you have to be thankful about? That's right. Jesus Christ died for me. Amen. And a dead Amen. bottom, if everything is wiped out, hey, Jesus showed up, thought I was valuable enough, uh, valuable enough that he died for me, <clears throat> took me on. I'm going to heaven when this is all over. That's right. And you start getting thankful for that because when I realized I got saved when I was 29 and I was going to hell 100 miles an hour, when the reality of that hits you, I could have gone to hell, you start getting thankful for what he did. You yes, change your and, mind. And let me just say this. I'm reading a book, and I would recommend people get it. It's called Soul Cure by Gregory Dickow. And he said this, when you are thankful for what you do have, it is a magnet for what you don't have. And we're we're asking for what we don't have. Lord, please give us this. I need this. I need finances. I need this. I need this. Give it to me. Just be thankful 
for the $100 you do have in your bank account and you watch it multiply. It is a spiritual law, a spiritual principle, Thanksgiving brings. And you know how I know that? Because when Jesus only had five loaves and two fish, he didn't say, Lord, please multiply this. He said, Father, thank you. He was thanking God for what he did have. And what did God do? He multiplied what he didn't, what he had. Right. You know, so it's a magnet. And that he book was really powerful. He didn't say, Lord, really? Couple fish. It's five thousand. What am I supposed to do with this? What am I going to do with this? This is. Don't we do that? We do that. We go. What am I going to do with this? Oh God! Instead of being thankful what we have, we start complaining how what the inadequacy of our provision, what we don't have. Right. Instead of saying, "Well, you know what? I got this." Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you know, I had a. I have a lot of old cars, and one of them got, got all crashed up. And I had an option. I could either say, you know what, Lord, where were you? How come you didn't fix this? This thing got crashed up and the devil would have just had a field day. That was what he wanted. Right, right. And you know what actually happened? I didn't even know it was insured. <laughs> I didn't even know it. Wow. But you know what? I wasn't, I was going to stay thankful for what I do have and what right. I did have. And I said, we'll just sell it off as a, as a, uh, as a wreck, maybe get five grand for it. It's trying to stay as positive as I could. Right, right. <clears throat> and then the actually the insurance lady called me up and said, you're insured for this. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know. Yeah. And and they paid for everything. They paid Praise 100% the for what, the, the repair. I didn't even know I had. But I kept a thankful heart through it all. Right. And it took a year to get it back. And yeah, I said, yeah. I will not let the devil get in the mix by being unthankful and start complaining That's about right. this and complaining about, That's you know, they right. were so busy over there. They just didn't get to it. They didn't want to. My point is staying thankful. I got it back and it's fine. And and if I had started complaining, that would have never gotten fixed. Never would have got fixed. No. That's true. But many times, you know, you might say your life is a mess and yeah, you had a great Thanksgiving. I didn't. I family problems, financial problems. And a lot of times, you know, our problems are brought on our, by ourselves. I mean, we, it's not always the devil who brings problems into our lives. It's what, how we are living, what we are doing. For instance, if you have no money, maybe it's because you're not tithing. You know, and, and you have to think about that. What is it, Lord? If you have no money, you go to the Lord and you say, Lord, what is it? And maybe he would say to you, you're not tithing or you don't manage the money properly that you do have. I mean, that might be a reason. It's, it's not God's fault that you're in this mess. It never is. We don't have good relationships within my family. Well, maybe it's because no one is willing to humble themselves and forgive the other person. You see how we can fix it, a lot of these problems. And many times, it's not even like we don't humble ourselves. We're in a war. Yeah, we And fight. we do things for spite, and we call ourselves Christian. I know. Yes. Maybe your health is not good. Maybe because you don't take care of your body. Maybe you're eating bad stuff. You know, you're, you're, you know, whatever it is. You know, we live a life of fear. You have worry. You have anxiety. Maybe simply because you just don't trust God to take care of the situation that you're in. So it's all, we can be our own worst enemy is what I'm saying. But what if we're not? I mean, what if something happens to us that we didn't deserve, that we had no part in creating? Okay, that is just like you're a recipient of someone else's decision, which happens a lot. 
Or what if you're suffering due to just persecution for standing on truth, which I'm going through right now, this severe persecution I'm receiving for standing on one simple truth to operate in mercy, and people are coming against me like crazy. So, you know, but it's not fun, but we want to go over a little bit uh, the story of Paul and you know, Silas. There's an example of Thanksgiving. Oh. You're you're being persecuted for something, and the Bible says rejoice because your yes. reward is great. It, it, it is. It better be. <laughs> yeah, it better be. I need, no, I need one. <clears throat> but my point no, is we true. don't focus on, you know what, I'm being persecuted for this. I'm remaining godly in the midst of this whole situation. And and it's hard and it's tough. And the devil keeps going, no, no, they got, you got to change the way you're doing. You got to fight back. You got to take them out. You got to do all. And, and you're still doing it godly. And the start thinking about my reward. I'm going yes. to get a reward. I'm being persecuted for righteousness sake. I'm right. doing the right thing. God's going to reward me. He's going to say, oh, look what she or he is doing. And I want a reward. At some point, you will get a reward because the Bible says that. I you know. have to. I know, and it's true. And to hear the <clears throat> words, to hear the words, Angie, you're the problem. And when you and know not, you're not. not in my head, from a lawyer, you're the problem because I won't, I won't jump on their bandwagon and sue. Oh no, 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 no. You're the problem. Those things just pierce through my ears. And you know, I know I'm not. But I mean, it's hard because you're standing on it. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, but I did want to talk about Paul and Silas because, sure. you know, they were persecuted for just preaching the gospel and they were thrown in this prison. And and it was an awful prison. It wasn't oh, the like... The prisons back then were beyond anything we can imagine. Right. right. So if we get all mad because they don't like me at the coffee break. You know, right. and we're all persecuted. We don't have a clue what real persecution is. Right, right. They were down in this dungeon. There were rats. They were. Oh, it was just horrible. So anyway, um, what does Paul and Silas do? It says at midnight they sang worship songs to the Lord. Now, in a trial like that, picture yourself having something really bad happen, not because of what you did, but because of the evil in the world. Okay, would you be praising God in the midst of your problem? Probably not. You probably would be begging God to get you out of it. And, you know, Paul and Silas was sitting there in the midst of that, praising God. And here's the thing. Number one, that was their default. You know, my default used to be, oh, God, please help me get out of this. I can't take it anymore. Now my default is, Lord, thank you so much that you're on the scene and I'm going to praise you and worship you to the day I go be with you. So so that's that. their default was to praise God in the midst of their problems. But this is what I want to get at. Make sure you understand they were not praising God so that he would get them out of prison. They were willing to die for him. So their mindset was not, if we praise God, the prison doors will be open. Of course, that's what happened, but that wasn't their motive. They were praising God because God is God, and they loved him, and they trusted him, and it had nothing to do with their circumstances. Right. If they weren't in prison, they'd be praising God anyway. It wouldn't matter. They're going to praise God anyway. And I like that thing you talked about, default. You know, like sometimes yes. you have something your phone goes out, or if you have to take the battery out of something, it all goes back to the original settings on the phone, and or or whatever. The not all the time, 
The point being is when you start it back up, all the default mechanisms are all there waiting that you changed a long time ago. But there's this default system where that's, and it always needs to go back to, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, you saved my, in a worst case scenario, with Paul and Silas, thank you, Lord, you saved my soul. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.